just coming, but I'm running.
to run the whole way Cause you meet me halfway Not just coming But I am running You don't make me come the whole way alone Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm running back to you, Lord. That's what reset looks like. Reset is coming back to you, God, and allowing you to refresh us, reboot us, restart us. Lord, we are in need of course correction. And so we run to you. Seeking you, Lord. Seeking you. But Lord, as the song says, Lord, you do not require us to run the entire way. You come to meet us, Lord. You come to meet us. The Father was looking out for his son to come. And you came, God, you came, you came. And Lord, you are saying to us that even as we are coming to you, God, you are waiting with arms outstretched. And so, Father, I thank you that we cannot run this race alone. And because of that, Lord, you come with us and you are there with us, running step by step. And so, Father, we won't look back, Lord. We won't look back, Lord Jesus. We won't look back because it is our desire to run this race fully well. And so, Father, we give you thanks. Lord, as I speak this morning, Lord, I pray that you will speak 
through me. Lord, it is your word. It is your people. I am only your vessel. And so, Father, I pray that you will speak with clarity. That there will be no communication issue. There will be no static. That it, what you have to say will come, a clear, come across so clear, Father God, that persons will leave with a mindset of being transformed, will leave with a mindset of resetting, will leave with a mindset of rebooting, and Lord, starting afresh, starting anew, putting their trust and their faith in you. And so, Father, I pray for those who are on Zoom and I pray for those who are on Mixalar and for those who will listen next week, next year, as this broadcast goes out. Lord, I thank you for the work that you will do in our hearts today. And I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. The topic or title this morning is Reset. Recently, I've had to, I felt like I had a, a security breach and I had to go to T-Mobile to get my phone. Um, at the time, I didn't know the terminology. It was to go and have it cleaned, scrubbed, bring it back to what the original place or position, how it was before. And I went to T-Mobile and I was told to go home and to get the information that I required from the phone to, to write it down. I was told not to up, upload it from a, in terms of a data to another system so that I will not be able to transfer, transfer it. But I should have go ahead and take things off manually. I started the process and along the way I became lazy because I have so many numbers and apps and information. And so I stopped halfway and I went back to T-Mobile and I gave them the phone. I thought that they would have done it in a way that on their end, they would be able to put back information for me. And I may have lost some, but in my mind, I would have had sufficient information manually plus what they would have given me. Unfortunately, when I went there and they cleaned, they scrubbed the phone, what I got was an empty phone. No data, no memory, nothing to show that that phone was being used before. I lost all my numbers. I had to download new apps. I remember for those persons that my mother had the number, I got the numbers from her and I would ask her for the one she had and call persons. Do you have this person's number? And that's how I got back my, 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 my connection or my communication data with people that I wanted to be in touch with. I had gotten an opportunity to reset, but I did not understand what reset was. Reset was going to be powering down, rebooting, set anew, to start my phone afresh. It was, it was going to be a transformation that my phone was going to be going through. And the transformation would have affected me because I did not know. I did not know what reset was like then. And I have learned since then that there are types of reset. That there are two types, actually. There's a hard set that some would also call it the factory set. 
and there's a soft set that some that that we would do and you and i do soft set quite often when we power down our telephones we would turn the power button off and we would power down but with the soft set what happens is that the information or the memory whatever information that was stored in the phone before when you do a soft set and you power down and when you restart the phone the information comes back so if you, had, if you had an issue with the phone, when you restart the phone, the issue is still there on the phone. On the other hand, a factory set or a hard set, what it does, it removes the data, it wipes the device clean and restores it to the original setting similar to what it, had, it was when it left the factory. So if you had a problem before, and some of us may have had a phone where sometimes it is freezing and nothing is happening and you, you try to power down but nothing is happening, the best thing to do then is to have a hard set to wipe the phone clean and to remove all the issues that there are. I have learned that many times we are in need of a hard set but what we do we do a soft set we, we, and what a soft set does it's like a mo behavior modification it's an external change it changes everything on the outside but it does nothing to the phone on the inside the internal settings are not changed the issues remain the same the character flaws that you and I have remain the same our sin patterns remain the same or pain and hurt and the negative experiences that we from the negative experience that we have had remain the same when we do a soft set and sometimes a soft set may mean lord you just pray about it and you do nothing else you just pray you tell the lord the situation you do nothing else but a hard set is where you come and you surrender everything to god it's a place where you come and you say, God, I cannot do this on my own. I have been walking around with these flaws for weeks, for months, for years, maybe for a lifetime, for decades. And I cannot continue to live this way. And so God, I cannot do it on my own. I have prayed. You may have fasted. You may have practiced some of the disciplines. You may have meditated. You may have done all of those things. And if situation remain the same and God is saying to you the external externally you look okay but internally you need a hard set and for some God is saying that you just need to power down and power down may mean for you that you need to rest power down may mean that you need to take some time of being with the Lord alone because you have not done that for a while and you are feeling drained and dry and God is saying that you need a soft set. So we are all at different places in our life this morning. But what is it that God is saying to you, even as I speak? What do you hear him say? Is he calling you to a soft set or a hard set so that you can be reset? Various times in the year, Apple rolls out these new software updates to perform for, for, the, for these instruments or the devices that it makes to perform at an optimal level. And these updates come and you will see them. I, ever so often my computer will say that, tell me that the, you need an update needs to be done. And I will choose to do the update now or to do the update next week, tomorrow, whenever at my convenience. 
And there are times when I don't, there are some updates that I don't do because I don't need it. But the updates are, are designed in a way to either pro provide you with a new feature to fix a bug or to tweak the system to boost performance and to enhance security against viruses. And if you have an Apple or Apple, Apple product, you, you, you will boast in the confidence of, of not worrying about a virus. While if you have another brand, you'll have to buy your, your, your antiviruses to put in place to pro protect you from these viruses that hijackers and are making and people are making each day to destroy this technology system. For the updates, for the hard set on my computer to work, for every time I update, it tells me that I have to be plugged in. It cannot update the, my, my computer unless it is connected to the plug. It is connected to the power source. It is connected to Wi-Fi and be ready to power down so that it can reset. In addition to providing updates, Apple design system in a way that when you, when, when, when you, you have the choice, I can cancel as I said before. Or I can go ahead and do it immediately. And God does the same thing to, to us. Like Apple. Every so often God comes and he evaluates your needs and evaluates my needs. And he says to you and I, he says, my daughter, my son, I desire for you to draw closer. Because where you are, I need to know you more. And I need you to know me more. I need to fix the issues inside of you. Issues like insecurity and whatever the issues are. We all have various types of issues. But he gives us a choice to update now or to postpone update and many of us have been postponing our updates. We have chosen to, to not to do it. We have chosen not to draw close. We have chosen not to listen. We have chosen to just to read the word or not to read the word. We have chosen not to meditate on the word and allow the word to transform and change us. So we read the word. But we have not allowed the word to take root. We have been postponing updates. And this morning, I want to share with you, and I want you to grab your Bibles, because I'm not going to be presenting the way we normally do. I want you to grab your Bibles, and I want you to be going through and reading with me this morning. We're going to be looking at, Matt, at Luke 4. And we're going to look at the life of Jesus, the one who lived a life that was constantly reset. It's an example for you and I to follow, to observe and to follow. He modeled it in a way that we can live by it. What I also realize that there are persons like you and me who are constantly rejecting the updates. And what happens when you constantly reject the updates? You underperform. So you do not walk into your purpose. You are outdated. So you, you are not relevant when it comes down to God. The, the God has no, 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 no use for you. You live with glitches and bugs. So you live with the, the same pain that you had and the same insecurities that you had last four years. You find yourself operating from the same pain now. I remember having a conversation with my daughter. 
and we were looking at the pains, the things that we go through in life and the pain that we face in life, how, how we come back later and we judge everything through that same lens. So you've been in a relationship for argument's sake and it never went well. And every man or every woman who comes looking similar, you think, no, no, they're going to do the same thing. Or you had, a, you had a boss who remind you of an older boss. And you think that, oh, I need to start to pull away and protect myself because they are going to treat me the same way. Or the same thing with a friend. And... And over and over and over, the updates of God keep coming. And he keeps calling us to run to me, run to me, my daughter, run to me, my son. I want to put things in place. The viruses, I want to fix the viruses. I want to fix the bugs. I want you to operate at your optimal. I want you to walk in purpose. But you and I continue to live. With the bondages of sin. Because we fail to be updated. So this morning I want you to look. To examine yourself as we go through this process this morning. See what God is saying to you. Do you need a heart set? Because all of us need to be reset in some way, shape or form. What is God saying? Do you need a heart set or a reset this morning? So we want to look at Matthew, sorry, I keep saying Matthew. Matthew 4 and Luke 4 are the same scriptures. And I keep saying Matthew 4, but I really want to go to Luke 4. In Luke 4, we see where Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And he was actually returning from Jordan. And he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness or in the desert, depending on your translation. Where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. I'm hoping that you're there and following with me. He ate nothing during those days and at the end of them, he was hungry. It is natural to be hungry after 40 days. Actually, it is natural to be hungry after a day. And Jesus was going through this process and where for 40 days, he was in that place. He was in that solitude place. He was in that desert. He was in that wilderness. He was led by the Holy Spirit to establish a particular course. A predetermined outcome and to confirm who he was. Jesus was the Messiah. So let us set the foundation and come from this premise that Colossians 1 tells us that everything belongs to Jesus. Jesus, he said, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, everything that you can see, touch, even the thing that you cannot see with your naked eyes, were created by him and for him. First, John 1, 3 even goes further and said they were created through him, nothing that was made. Without him, nothing that was made has been made. So Jesus, in essence, I'm laying a foundation, so work with me. Was everything belonged to him? He was the creator of everything. Everything was made by him, for him, through him. He is the image of the invisible God. So work with me now. 
So the devil in verse 3 said to him, If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, man does not live on bread, breadfruit, dumpling, banana alone. Because depending on the culture you're from, there are some things that's going to be important. You may say, oh, I can't go without having bananas. I can't go without having dumplings. Jesus is saying, man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdom, kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. For it has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. Remember what we just said earlier. Everything was created by him, for him, and through him. Jesus, in verse 8, answered and said, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And he said to him again, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands and that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. We remember we set the premise that everything belongs first and foremost to him, created by him, through him, and for him. So Jesus was the everything jesus owned everything and so what we are realizing that the enemy came to tempt him with the very thing that was his but let us go back to verse one in verse one it says jesus was full of the holy spirit and so you may ask how was he full because jesus remember jesus was 100 percent god but he came on earth in flesh. That's what we call incarnation. And he was 100% man. So God came to earth to live. So that you to identify with you and I in flesh. If you go to chapter 3 verses 21 to 22. That same Luke. You, that's, just flip your page or next page. You'll see that Jesus this Luke tells us, and Luke of all the other of all the other gospel writers was the only one who made this emphasis or made it so clear to us that Jesus was baptized and he was praying. Jesus was baptized because he was identifying himself in baptism with human beings. He came and he said, Men, women, I am like you. I am in the flesh. I am going to be baptized so I can so that I can so that you can understand that I understand what you will go through. But Luke ensured that we recognize that Jesus, after being baptized, was praying. He was praying and heaven opened. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove. 
and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. You and I, the scripture did not tell us what Jesus was praying about. We do, not, we do not know the content of his prayer. We do not know the extent of which he was praying. But we know for sure that whatever he was praying, God responded favorable to his response, to his request. 1 John 5, 14 to 15 tells us that if we ask anything according to God's will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have because we ask of him. So Jesus clearly was asking something that was in alignment with the Father's will. Because what the Father did, he acknowledged his request. He, he affirmed him and he confirmed that this is my son. Clearly Jesus was praying a prayer that was in alignment with God's will. And so many times you and I may pray and our prayers are not answered because we have not been praying according to the will of God. And that is a reason to reset. So that you can pray. Because when you reset, you turn your focus away from yourself. And you turn it to God. You align yourself and you submit yourself to God. You exercise your faith and your hope in him and pray according to his will. What we know and observe is that if God answered Jesus' prayer so quickly, it clearly meant that Jesus was not praying, God, fix my problems now when I want it to be fixed. He was not instructing God how to fix his problem like the way you and I pray, or when to fix his problems the way you and I pray. But instead, he was submitted to the Father's will. Jesus was full. Verse 1 tells us of chapter 4. He was full of the Spirit because the Spirit had descended upon him. In an unusual and public way. And so now Jesus was full. The, the, the word full means to, to contain as much as possible. To be complete, to be perfect, to lack nothing, to be covered over. That is what the word full means. So Jesus was clearly complete and he was covered over with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, when he left and left Jordan, he was now going into Jordan in verse, in going, moving away from Jordan into verse four, verse four, verse, chapter four, verse one. Full, not fill, but full. When something is full, it means that there's no room for, left for more, anything else. When you have a full cup, nothing else can go into the cup. But if the cup is filled, the possibility means that it can get empty at another time. And so you have to pour into it again. Jesus was going, uh, returning from Jordan and he was being led by the Spirit. So the first thing we recognize that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And because he was full, he was able to be led. The same Holy Spirit that completed and covered Jesus took hold of him and brought him to a destination, not of Jesus' choosing, but where the Holy Spirit desired him to be. 
I will repeat. Because Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, he was willing to be led to a destination not of his choosing, but where the one who filled him, the one who he was full of, led him to be. Jesus was being led to, to have an experience, a long and difficult time of being tempted by the enemy. But we notice that Jesus was willing to be led. What about you? How willing are you to be led? It is so much easier to be led when you are submitted to the one who leads you. It is easier to be led when you are submitted to the one who leads you. Having been full and having been willing to be led, Jesus was now equipped and prepared for where he was going. God does not only lead us beside still waters. God does not only lead us beside quiet waters or into the season of green pastures. God leads his children into difficult situations where you and I will be tempted because God knows what he's accomplishing in you and in me. A car manufacturer will do the same thing. So what he does, a car company will do, they will build the car and for every time before they, they, before they put it out or release it to the public, they will, allow a, 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 they will select one or two cars to go through what they call a standard of quality test. Make, checking the test, the tech car, is it roadworthy? And so they perform all various types of tests on the cars and they perform these in all kinds of environments. So they'll, provide, they'll, they'll take the car out in the snow, they'll take the car out in the rain, they'll take the car into, in, into, mount, into mountainous areas, they'll take the car into places where like a valley, they take the car into various conditions. And they will do all different types of tests, as I said before, on these cars to check if the cars are reliable, safe, if, they are, if, they'll, if they'll perform in these different conditions, if they are comfortable, because they want to ensure that when it is released to the public, it is safe enough. It can withstand the impact. It can withstand the damages or minimal damages to the person who drive or to the passengers. But they will go a little further. They will crush the car. They, they'll put the cars in these positions and they will crush the cars to see what the cars are able or the vehicle can withstand. And so I do not know what you're going through this morning. You may be questioning God and you say, God, my current situation is of such that I, that I feel that I am in the testing zone. I'm being tempted by the enemy and I've been tested by God. And, you're, and God is saying to you, I am checking you. I am checking your roadworthiness. Are you safe? Are you ready? Are you equipped and, pre and prepared to be released to the public in 2021? Can I use you in 2021? Can I use you to minister? Can I use you to give love? Can I use you to bring comfort in 2021? So he will bring you through the challenges in 2020 and even in 2021 to test you. Are you roadworthy? 
Are you ready? Are you stable? Are you reliable? Are you safe enough to be trusted with my secret? Can I share a secret with you? Can I bring someone beside you and ask you for, to allow yourself to be accountable with them? Can I trust you with their secret? Or everything you hear, you will repeat. And everything you hear, you will judge and be critical. God will check you and allow you to be tempted in 2021 to see if you are roadworthy, if you are ready, if you are prepared. And I heard my mother said earlier that 2021 is going to be a fantastic year. And I agree, yes, it's going to be a fantastic year. But it will be a fantastic year for those who are ready to be reset, to be rebooted, to restart, to be refreshed, restored, re-energized and ready to be used by God. The next point I noticed is that Jesus was tempted in three main ways. And each temptation shows an area where there was a real need and a potential weakness that Satan would or could have exploited. The first area Jesus was tempted in is in verse 3. And he, the devil said to him, If, notice, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. In essence, what Satan, he was not creating any doubt in Jesus being the son of God. He knew who he was. What he was saying to him in essence is, since you are the son of God, do this to show me that you are the son of God. Since you are the son of God and you can do all of this, show me. Show me what you can do. Satan was tempting God, tempting Jesus to yield to him. If you are, be relevant. Show me that all relevant you are. Show me that you have the power to be relevant. You can take stones and you can make them into bread. But Jesus said to him, it is written, man does not live on bread alone. And depending on the version, the translation or Matthew 4 said, but on every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Then we see in verses 5 to 7, it comes again at him, tempting him emotionally. And he says to him, I will give you all authority and splendor if you, and if you just worship me. Remember I said before, in, when we looked at Colossians 1, 16 and John 1, 3, Jesus was Everything was created by him, for him, and through him. So the, uh, Satan knew that this was the creator. Satan knew that this was the Messiah. Satan knew that this was God himself he was speaking to. But he knew at the time that he was in flesh. And he knew that he was vulnerable. He knew that he was hungry. He knew that he was alone. He knew that he was all of the, the, what he was going through for 40 days. And the scripture said for 40 days, Satan tempted Jesus. So if you find yourself being tempted for 10 days, 5 days, 20 days, know that Jesus went through it for 40 full days without food. 
Because Jesus did what Adam was unable to do. Because Adam wasn't hungry. He had food. But he gave in. And Jesus came to show that you and I, we do not have to give in to the temptations when they come. In verses 9 to 11, Satan tempted Jesus psychologically. And he says, show me that you are spectacular. The first he tempted him and he said, show me that you are relevant. You can turn stones into bread. Show me that you have the power. Show me that you are all powerful. Because I will give you authority. I will give you authority if you just worship me. And then he said to him, show me that you are spectacular. Because the, the, the scripture says, Satan now started to quote a scripture. The scripture says, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. They will lift you up in, your hand, with, with, up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. The Satan was tempting Jesus in a way. That he would tempt. He was enticing him. He was tempting him to use the very power that he had as, as, as God. In a selfish way. For selfish purpose. Satan was appealing to a legitimate desire that Jesus had. He was hungry. But he was suggesting that he fulfill these legitimate desires in illegitimate ways. And he does the same thing to you. The need for sex, money, companionship and status, wealth, food and shelter. They are natural. Security is a natural thing of every human being. They are not unique to you. Neither are they unique to me. However, you and I will never reach the place where we will no longer be tempted. But the enemy will come and use the very legitimate need that you have to tempt you. He will come at you in terms of your emotions and he will cause you that this morning I realized something and while it was being done, I had to say to the Lord, 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 I need a hard set. This morning I wasn't the one who was doing the slides. And I sat here and I felt so out of control. I felt like, oh my God, will she know when to stop? Will she know when to go? Will she think that she has been doing and has the, the intellect to do? And I sat here. And when I felt myself doing it, I said, God, I need a hard set. Because if you feel that you need to be in control all the time, it is saying to you that you need to run back to the Savior. If you find that you need to manipulate situations and be in control all the time, check. And we have very deceptive ways of being in control. We drop hints. We make suggestions. We will not say, tell you what to do. But we drop hints. And that is our own way of controlling. We become deceptive. We, we tell half-truths. And we leave out details of situation, details out of stories, and we know how to skirt the issue and go around it. We gossip and call it prayer points. We cheat not only physically, we don't have to go and sleep with someone, but we lost in our hearts after each after women, after men. 
we're critical of others. We do it the best. If it is not done my way, it is not done good. I do it the best way. I am the best of everyone. I do it the best. We slander. We are insecure. We, we seek pleasure. And, and the enemy comes after those things inside of us because we have been damaged. We have bugs. And Apple makes up things, updates to fix bugs. God does the same. He calls us to run to him, to come to him so that he can fix the bugs and the issues. The car companies does the same. They carry the cars through these rigorous tests so that they will ensure that when it goes out, the public will be safe. The enemy comes after you with issues of pride. You are from such and such family background and you have made your name and you can do this. He, 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 he encourages you to be intolerant of others. You lack patience because know that that person is stupid. They're not, they're not as intellectually sound as I am. They cause you, it causes you to be judgmental. It causes you to sit and to compare yourself with others. And you think that I am better or I am less. All of those the enemy will do to you. He may not tell you to take stone and make bread. He may not tell you to jump off or to, to come down and worship me. But he knows what to tempt you. He knows what to do to, to us to get us to worship. He will never tell you to come and bow down. But he knows that he can get you on a Zoom call on a Sunday morning. Sit and staring, not worshipping. He knows he know that he can get you to sit and you can be so removed from everything. Because if you're not worshipping God, what are you worshipping? Hebrew 4, 14 tells us that Jesus allowed himself to be tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he was without sin. Because Jesus in essence was saying to you and I this morning, I was tempted physically, emotionally, and psychologically. I was tempted to show that I was relevant. I was tempted to show that I had power. I had status. I was spectacular. But I did not yield. And Jesus is saying to you and I this morning, that though we may believe that he was 100% God, which he was and still is, yet he came in flesh 100% man, living with the limitations that you and I live with each day. And he says to us, I was tempted as you are being tempted. tempted. God the Father allowed his son to be tempted, his one and only son to be tempted, in the same way he allows you and I or you and me to be tempted. And our response in these moments of temptations will test our faith. It will ascertain our virtue and our character and will put our feelings to the test. Though we are tempted, it is never God who tempts. God will allow, because James 1.3 says, When we are tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, 
nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. In what way or ways are you currently being tempted? And how are you responding to your temptation? Is it that you need a hard set or a soft set? A person who is full will not yield to the temptation of food. I remember a couple of years ago, I decided that whenever I'm visiting someone's house, I ensure that I ate before I went. So that I would not get there and be so hungry that whatever is offered to me, I must eat. So I, before I leave my home, I ensure that I eat something. I will leave enough space that I can, I can snack if I'm there long enough. But I go leave my house with a full or a full stomach. I cannot be tempted to eat something that I do not eat because I am not hungry. When you are hungry, when you are not full, you will be tempted to eat food that you would normally not have eaten. You will be tempted to do things that you normally would not have, been, uh, have done because you are not full. A person who is walking with God will not expose themselves to sin by walking on the edge of the cliff. I remember many, many, many years ago I had a conversation with a friend of mine. And we're talking about walking on the edge. You cannot fall over the cliff if you're not at the edge. But a person who is empty and a person who is hungry, will yield to the temptation that comes their way. Romans 12, 2 calls you and I in situations like this, when you find yourself yielding to the temptation that of sin, it says, begin with a transformed mind. Renew your mind. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Jesus resisted Satan because he walked in the word and in the spirit. And many times you and I try to resist him on our own. We try to battle on our own. But Jesus quoted the biblical truth found in the scripture. And although what Satan said to Jesus made sense, it made sense. If you are this, if you are the son of God, turn stone into bread because you're hungry. Why would you continue to be hungry if you, can, if you have that power to turn stones into bread? It made sense. But Jesus also recognized that it was not about eating bread. It was not about using his power. He understood what he came to do. He had to finish it. 
He had to undo what Adam did so that you and I can be here today. Jesus used the word. What have you been using in your temptations? In the moments when the cup is at the lip. When you have walked, when the thoughts are there and, and the thing that you're watching on television and, and, and you know you're single and you're not to watch it. You know that if you watch those scenes, it's going to draw you. What do you do? Do you sit there and say, oh, I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough. What about the food that you know you're not to eat? Are you strong enough? That's what you're saying that, I, oh no, I'm just eating it today for once and I won't eat it again. It's just, it's just the end of the year. I'll just eat it, but I won't eat it again for the rest of the year. The enemy comes to tempt you. And God will allow some of you the temptations. But there are times when it's not the enemy who solicits you and I. It is our desires that drags us away, James tells us. That entices us and drags us away. And so you find that in your mind, you are having a desire for things that you should not be having the desire for. The desire to feed a need that should not be there. Or that you should have submitted to God. But you are living at the edge each day. Allowing yourself to be tested. And being enticed. The resources Jesus used to resist Satan. Are available to every believer. Jesus did not do anything that you and I cannot do. And that's what I love. He made it so simple for us. Because if he, if he spoke to him in a certain language or if he used a, a wand or he used something that you and I did not have, we would say, oh no, Jesus did it, but we cannot. But he spoke, he said, it is written. He constantly went back to the word, it is written, it is written, it is written. And for you and I to know what is written, we have to go to the word. We have to spend time in the word. We have to meditate on the word. We have to study the word. So when we are away, out in the open, when we are on the road driving and the person is, is, is overtaking you incorrectly, the word is in you, in me. When you see that hot body as a single man or a single woman, you can say, I've seen that hot body, but I am going to pass the hot body. I'm not going to look twice. Because they said the second look is a, is a terrible look. It's the worst look you could have ever had or make. That second look. The word of God used by a spirit-filled believer will counter every deceptive plan of Satan. James 4 tells us, submit to God. Resist the enemy. And he will flee. Many times we're not submitting. Many times we're not resisting. Many times I have not submitted. Many times I have not resisted. I have done things that I should not have done if I had submitted and resisted. And I know you would have done things that you should not have done if you had only submitted and, and resisted. 
Jesus resisted the temper. Jesus resisted the tempter. The one who tempted him, he resisted him. And he showed us that it was, he, he, he was ready to fulfill his purpose. Because if you continue to read, you'll realize that Jesus, in verse 14, went into Galilee in the power of the Spirit, ministry time. He was ready for ministry. God calls you and I to reset, to evaluate our physical, emotional, and psychological needs. Because whatever happens, whenever those are off, Spiritually, we are off. Mm. Physically, when you are sick, you cannot praise God the way you should praise him. Your prayer is always, Lord, heal me, heal me. You cannot even worship him the way that he needs to be worshipped. Emotionally, when you, are, when you are damaged, you cannot worship the way you should. Psychologically, you cannot either when you are damaged. And God is saying to us this morning, reset yes. at the beginning of the year. Reset. Hard set or soft set. But we need to reset to have that fantastic year. Because whether it is good or bad, we are going to be tempted this year. But the way you and I come out is dependent upon how we allow the Lord to update us. To connect us, to remain connected to the power source. I keep, I said to you, I cannot reboot, I cannot update my computer unless I am connected to the power source. And to reset, I have to be connected to the power source. So we reset to attend to our physical, emotional, and psychological and spiritual needs. Some of us are super busy. We, have, we are overworked. Some of us are stressed out. Some of us are tired. And there isn't enough hours in the day. And when you are tired, the enemy will come to tempt you in ways that you would never imagine. You're tired and you say, you know what? Let me just watch a movie to soothe me. Let me just watch a movie to distract me. And you find that you watch one and you, nothing is wrong with watching a movie. Do not get me wrong. You watch one and you watch two and you watch three. And before you know it, you watch a series. And the status of, of movies that you will watch are movies that you know deep down. For instance, I know I am drawn toward, towards action movies. I know that I need to avoid action movies because it brings about something inside of me. When I see the, the villain and I see the star and, I, and I, I, I start to act out the movies, I, I start to kill because I'm wired that way. So I know I have to avoid. What is it that you need to avoid in this time of the year to have that fantastic year my mother spoke about? Evaluate your life because many of us need to care for our souls. Our souls are wounded. 
We have heard some pains from previous relationships. We have heard some pains from parents. We have heard some pain and, 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 and heard some pain from our teachers. We have heard some pain from our children. And God is saying to you, for 2021, you need to come to me so that I can update you. I can reset you. You and I cannot walk in purpose and fulfill purpose the way we should when we are damaged. Sometimes we are freezing up. We are locked into position. We do things the same way for many years. We do things the same way. We're protecting ourselves because what we had a bad relationship. We keep protecting ourselves from others. And God is saying to you, come to me, let me reset you. I want to free you because reset frees you to operate. When I, when I update my computers and I see all the new different new things that I can do in the different apps. I'm, oh, I can now do this. I can, I can do this. I could not have done it before. When you buy an updated car or a new car, you drove, you drove a 2010 car and you buy a 2021 car, there are features in the car that you can now do that you could not have done in the same car, same brand car, 2020, 2010. And God is saying to you, do not live an outdated life. Do not live underperforming. Come to me so I can reset you. Come so that I can reset you. We need to be reset so that we can have clarity of mind. Because some of us are at a stage where we need to make decisions. We need to make some decisions and we cannot make the decision because we are stuck. We are freezing up. Just imagine your when, when we have that, that static problem and the computer just freezes in place. Like as children, we just play stucky, stuck. Some of us are stuck. And God is saying, no, I need to reset you. Come. But you have to come. You have to choose. Remember I said, Apple gives me the option all the time. Update now or postpone until later. And maybe you have been postponing for too long and God is saying, no. Press reset now. God wants to empower some of us for the journey because we are called, every last one of us on this, on this Zoom call and those who are listening on Mixelar, every one of us are called. And God is saying, I need to reset you, to send you. I need to ensure that you are ready to go. You are road worthy. I cannot send you the way you are. I need to empower you with the Holy Spirit for the journey. Come, let me reset you. For some of us, we are struggling with issues of anger. And as I mentioned them earlier, the impatience, the critical spirit, the judgmental spirit, the gossiping spirit, the deceptive spirit, the complaining spirit. And you know what you may be struggling with because I can't list everything out. And God is saying to you, come so I can reset you. The insecurities. The issues of pride. 
Because you were taught as a child growing up that you need to be, especially as women coming from our culture, a woman, you need to be able to be independent. And God is saying, no, I need you to depend on me. Come, let me reset you. You're tired because you think you have to work so hard. And God is saying, I need to restore and refresh you. You lack creativity and God is saying, I have so much more for you. I have so much I want to reveal to you. I am the creator. I made all things. Come, let me reset you. God wants to transform our hearts. He said, I want to give you a heart of flesh. And remove from you that heart of stone. Because you are hardened. You are hardened. You are stuck. Come, let God refresh you. He wants to heal the wounds. And so you may ask, so how do I allow God to reset me? There are some Christian disciplines that we can practice. And it's not just a practice to do them. But it comes from a place of surrendering. Surrendering is the beginning of every process of resetting. I have to surrender my computer to Apple Apple's update and lose the use of it while it is being updated. While it is being while it is pouring down, I cannot do anything on my computer. I lose the use because I've submitted, I've surrendered it to the process. And the same thing for you. When you submit to God, you lose the use. You go in solitude. You go and be with him alone in silence. And allowing him to download, allowing him to love you, allowing him to heal where the hurts and the pains are. Because a lot of us are walking around with tons of pain and tons of hurt. We are stuck. For some, God is saying to you and I, repent. This morning I had to repent from my controlling issues. I didn't realize how controlling I was until I see the, the slides going on the, the Zoom and I'm, and I'm not the one putting the slides up and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, will she miss a slide? Will she know the cue when to come in? And the Lord instantly showed me, you need a hard set girl because that control needs to go. For some, God may say to you, come and sit so I can identify. I can show you where you need that resetting. For some, he may be say, take control of your thoughts. Take control of your thoughts. Do not allow the thoughts to run away. Take control of your thoughts. For some, he wants us to think, sit with him and allow him to show you your purpose so that you will not just be doing things hard ugly, but you have a, you have an aim. You have an aim. You're not just running around like a chicken without a, without a head. You know where he's taking you for 2021. You know what he has invested in you. And you're willing to go the mile. You're willing to be led even into the wilderness. Because you know the one who leads you, covers you. And you're so filled with him. Ask the Lord to transform your heart. For some, it may mean that you have to ask the Lord, Lord, show me who I can be accountable to. 
Because I keep slipping, I keep sliding. The truth is, Lord, I keep falling. I keep falling in my thoughts. I keep falling in my actions. Show me, lead me to someone who is trustworthy enough that I can be vulnerable to. Someone who will keep me accountable. Someone who will call me. Where are you now? What are your thoughts? What, are, what did you just watch? What are you reading? Jesus continued to say, it is written. It is written. And for some of us, it may mean that we need to be in the word more. Not only just reading, but allowing the word that we read to become a transforming tool in our lives. Jesus is saying to us this morning, you need to be reset. I need to be reset. And so I pray this morning that as you listen and I pray that you go away, it will not be an injection. It will not be something you hear today that next week you don't remember. But that you will remember this year. Because this year, all of us, you are going to be tempted this year. Ensure that it's not a desire that you have, that you have offered to the enemy to drag you away and entice you. I pray that today that you'll be so filled with the Holy Spirit. That whenever the temptations come. Like Jesus you'll be able to say it is written. And resist the tempter. So Father I thank you this morning. For your word. I thank you for the word that. Comes into my own life. And Lord I thank you for that. You did not leave me out of the message this morning. You showed me where I too need to be reset. I need a hard drive reset, God. Because control is not a surface thing. Control is not external. Control is internal. It speaks to my heart. Control speaks to my heart, God, where I want to be controlling. Where I want to control. And I may not try to control somebody's life, but I want to control my own outcome. And so, Father, I come to you this morning and I pray, Lord, that your daughters and your sons listening to my voice will also come to you this morning. Being mindful, Lord, where they too are in need of a reset. Father, I thank you for the updates. I thank you, Father God, that sometimes, Lord, we are overloaded so much with so much issue that they, they, they we, we trip the breaker and where we think that the instrument or the, the, the equipment is damaged it's not the equipment equipment that is damaged is that the breaker is overloaded too many issues too many plugs in too many stuff too many bugs too many things that need to be fixed and we need to trip the breaker so father this morning where we are loaded with stuff Loaded with issues, loaded, Father God, with situations that would cause us to be enticed. Legitimate desires and needs. But we have handed them over to the enemy. Lord, I ask that you forgive us and you show us, God. Show us in our times of when we spend with you. God, that when we sit with you, Father God, we will not leave your presence the same, but that we will be changed. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. 
Amen.